Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 495, The Lion King. <laughs> Whatever they're saying. Now, which Lion King? Because there's two now. Is there? Well, well, yeah. oh sure. You can't okay. just say the Lion King anymore. Uh, People guess are... what? You can. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pick. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Choose one. Doesn't matter because it's, it's all the same crap. It's working on its roar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, according to the box office, even though we're recording this on a Saturday. I've got some opening day numbers. I'd be interested. I'd be them. interested to see. Uh, they're doing okay. <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah. yeah. So before we do that, let's uh, go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Real spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like our page because it would be silly to go there and then not like the page. What's that the seems point? like a lot of work for yeah. nothing. <laughs> and uh, you could also join the group where you can uh, kind of have your own voice. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do that. I saw the other, speaking of that on Facebook, I saw that you can follow a page without liking it. Like, what is the point of that? You get notifications <laughs> about showing that you like something? I don't like, understand I, because, like, <laughs> like on the podcast I do with my wife, like, yeah. we, we have like more. Four or five hundred more followers oh, yeah. than we have likes. It's like they That's don't want to show that they like it, but literally doing that gives you the notifications of liking something. Yeah, exactly. without, same thing. Without showing, because you know your friends can see so and so likes this page, or yeah. you know, like that's the only thing you would lose. Well, so I guess it's like, it's like Twitter. Like Twitter, you just you I mean, you, Twitter, you just follow something. And you don't well, right? There's not the option, but right. that would be like manually looking it up, I guess, and getting updates without someone saying this person follows this. Right, other right, person. You right. know what I mean? Like I do that <laughs> on do Twitter. Yeah, for one thing. Yeah, well, yeah. There's what. <laughs> well, yes, okay. That yeah. is. See, I could understand that. Yeah, but not makes sense. Not giving him the satisfaction <laughs> of one more Twitter follower. <laughs> I I mute everything political on Twitter. Yeah. I have every yeah. single keyword, president names, Congress, whatever. Like I'm not on Twitter to do politics. I don't yeah. want to see any of it. And I'm like, and somehow, whether it's Facebook or someone sends something to me, like, I'll find out. Oh, it's right. I'll find out. But yeah. it's like, could you imagine, like, going on Twitter? And I mean, maybe people do, but like, what it was for a while, especially during oh, election God. stuff, was my entire Twitter feed was yeah. just politics. And yep. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to yeah. look at, you know, movie stuff. Yeah. I'm maybe some for, wrestling gifts. Yeah. So it's crazy. But every time it's like the big news hit, it would be like, yeah. 
the entire Twitter was so it's every day political co- right, and that's yeah. the that's the problem is it became overwhelming where everyone was doing their commentary. And it's like okay, if I hear about something, I'll look it up and get the info rather than just being delivered a right. barrage. So anyway, try muting keywords. It's great. Twitter you can mute not just you know it's not like blocking accounts, but you can mute one word phrases. In and, my opinion, it's better than blocking the account because then they don't know they've been blocked sure like i feel like people go out of their way like look i got blocked by so-and-so oh, right true. They and it's can, like yeah, yeah. It's a badge of honor but if you just mute them you're just like eh. you don't see it you have no know. idea no? Yeah. yeah well done yeah also you can join the league of show shares done and, yeah <laughs> don't mute that now no. yeah can you follow the league of show shares that i don't think you can be i don't a part. think you can no. with a group so you have yeah. to, you're yeah. stuck so uh <laughs> but uh you know one of the advantages of groups I, we should probably say this for people that don't realize is that you know, if you post something on the Real Spoilers page, you can do that, mm-hmm. but it won't really probably be seen by anybody. Mm-hmm. But in a group, you can start a conversation. Yep. So there you go. And you can join conversations and right. everything gets moved to the top. Yeah. yeah. It ke- keeps the uh, stuff that's getting engagement like bumped to the top. Uh-huh. So. And you know what's nice? If you're worried about uh, off mic, uh, I was having a conversation with Tom about people being not too nice to one another in some groups out yeah. there. But like the Real Spoilers League of Show Share, we don't allow or even have a lot of crap like people if, being rude yeah, or, yeah we're, it's just it's one of the three of us are usually on there fairly constantly and if we see something that is mean or inappropriate we usually take action we, quick. We'll, we'll drive to their house and punch them right <laughs> in the dick yeah <laughs> that's also true but even it, the women yeah i don't even <laughs> yeah. care no rudeness on this page we will install a penis and then <laughs> punch it and then take Jeez. it back yes so yeah you definitely want to be a part of this group <laughs> why would you not want to be, you could you could read things like this instead of just hearing it yeah why oh. would you not want that and you could just visualize it and yeah. yeah but people are civil on there and we have a really good group of people that are always sharing things and like they're sometimes they're faster on trailers and stuff than they we are, are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great that's the great part about being in a group with like-minded people is you get a lot of news and updates about things that you haven't even heard yet and uh it's like breaking news and the community all works together to share stuff <laughs> if there's ever a four days to have that option it's this four days yeah, <laughs> Comic-Con, yeah. yeah. So uh, you can also share the show with a friend, which helps the show. It's another way to help the show is to press the share button and uh, let people see that you like it. Uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week, Librarian Cynthia, Julianne Jordan, Tammy Sherman Powers, Timmy Tuzunes, Brent Smith, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Susan Carlson, Lane LaVanway, Travis Tewitt, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Magic Man, and Griffin Fox Smith. So thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. Indeed. And uh, do you have $5? If you have five dollars, oh, like, no. and uh, <laughs> you would like us to have your five dollars, we would like to take your five dollars easily, easily, yeah. and you can do that uh, via Patreon dot com slash Real Spoilers, where uh, you get all sorts of bonus content, and maybe we'll have you on as a guest. We need to do that again. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. with all the schedule changes and everything, totally. like for this one, I would have totally had someone, but it's in the middle of a Saturday. Yeah. Would, like Once we get back on our normal schedule. We weren't sure what time we'd be doing <laughs> yeah. this podcast until about two days We ago. didn't want you waiting by the phone like, uh, yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so, we'll uh, do it. So anyway, I guess there's all that. So uh, I don't know. Lion King. I guess you guys wanted to talk yeah, about Comic-Con just stuff briefly. first. Yeah. I think uh, it's, you know, it's kind of in our wheelhouse, I feel like to granted we've got another whole like Hall H hasn't even happened yet. Like the big Hall H is ha- going to happen in like two hours our time. Well, we got to have news for next week. So that's true. That's true. What's going on? Uh, so, so we've got they just announced that uh, they dropped the trailer for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, which looked fun. 
I know that Kevin Smith is not everybody's cup of tea, but right. I think this looks like. But if you like that stuff, this is the trailer. I thought looked pretty solid, and I say that as someone who likes Kevin Smith but didn't like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I like Jay and Bob. Jay and Bob Strike Back. I, I, is just, yeah. It's just a big cartoon. I love it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's a greatest hits. It's like you get these two characters who are such minor characters in the other movies, but you love them right. and give them their whole thing with every celebrity cameo that Kevin Smith can muster up, and it's so much fun. And and that's interesting because. I feel like this movie is for the people that love that movie. You know, like, I wonder what about this trailer made you... Yeah, and maybe maybe I won't like the movie. Sure. You know what I mean? So are they actually releasing this theatrically? No, they are not. So it's so one he, of those? He is doing... That's a shame. I don't know. I feel like it's I think, feel like it's smart on his part. Yeah. Because the people that are going to go Wanna are, the, are these too. people. Like, if they're if you're doing the old school, like, take throwing the, throwing the movie in the back of your trunk and drive from city to city... The people that are willing to go see that is probably a fairly small contingent of people per city. Right. So if you can take it, like, here they're going to have it at the pageant. They're doing right. it at the pageant in September, October, September? Yeah. And, and October those, 27th. And, and I, I feel like... that the, For our out-of-town listeners, which are most of them... Yeah, uh, that's the, true. The pageant seats about... It, that's seated, so it's probably thirteen to 1,500 people on a show like that. And I feel like that's what he's going to get. Yeah. Oh, you know? he'll sell that out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Easy. He sells out and adds second dates sometimes. When yeah. It comes yeah. Through. So, so I, mean, I feel like that's the smart way to do it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too: is that instead of uh, instead of movie tickets on average being seven, eight bucks, and them getting half of that and getting four dollars per ticket, these are fifty dollar tickets. So right. I don't know if they rent the venue they, they or probably. if they're splitting it, but it's like they've either way they've got fifty dollars to start with. The pageant probably pays them a flat rate versus a oh, percentage okay. yeah. is typically how that gotcha. works. Okay. So. so they can make a lot more money that way if if the theaters aren't going to be sold out, which, again, you said it as a niche audience. Yeah. I mean, it isn't... Jay and Silent Bob stuff just isn't mainstream, but the fans are fans when and you, they will he's got a, he's got an audience they will pay to see you live so i agree like i mean it worked with red state right like he ended up making his money back from that is that right did red state go is that how he did that with red state uh-huh. he did it. i know he did it with the cartoon yeah he he, the car- red state was the he self-distributed okay uh, red state. i mean maybe he did put it in some theaters yeah but he did tour with red state that was the first one i remember him doing okay. that with. okay that movie's fan. that movie's brilliant and, yeah red state was good but yeah. that wouldn't have the cartoon was awful the cartoon's bad but yeah. red state would not have done well nationwide theatrical like I, yeah. that's one of those indie movies that people would see and, and it's really good right that's it's a great movie but it's one of those that just like the other our house movies i mean look at book smart different genre sure. but still look at book smart great movie and look at that box office yeah. well i think his advantage where book smart couldn't do this book smart i don't think could afford to do the theater like the yeah. the the, the stadium he can do tour. it because he's a draw. Yeah, that's yeah exactly, no, that's, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Most most everyone could not do this. I mean, this, sure. he's in a unique position. But I just mean it, it. His movie, though, on the other hand, if it was in like every other art house movie, yeah, I mean, people would say it was great if it is, and you know, those people would show up to the art house theater to see it. But on a mainstream level, he just you know. But what's great is he's carved this niche market. I mean. Mm-hmm. He's the king of one of the kings of podcasts. He's, a, he's one of the godfathers. He's got the network out there, but also, I mean, he tours these shows. Not only does he have a huge listenership, but then he tours each of his major podcasts and can sell out a place one or two nights in a city. And he, I mean, that's how he makes his living. So it's interesting. To I see. mean, there's bands that work their entire life to get to that this, level, yeah. and and he can do that without having to split it with four other guys and Just road managers. Him and, and Jay. Yeah. yeah. Or him and Mark Bernard or, or him whoever and, he has him tag and, uh, along. 
Ralph Garman. Yeah, like, it's really the, cool. I, I, you know, as a podcaster, I mean, and as a fan of Kevin Smith, a lifelong fan of sure. Kevin Smith, but the fact that, you know, I love his movies and, and I've grown up with them and now I see him doing something in a medium that we're a part of and have been for years, like just to see how he's translated that success into something that not everyone, I mean, there's not a lot of other film directors out there doing podcast tour, you know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. but, but it's like, man, for him, it works because he will sell places out and he will uh, you know, get that attention. Kevin Smith, when he posts stuff online, look how many people. When he when he posted that thing about Ashley Tillsdale, how like she dinked his car, even that was something so stupid. <laughs> and it, 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 like TMZ picked it up, and Kevin Smith's like, no, we're it's like I was just making making a joke, making, <laughs> yeah. making, making a haha, and it got blown. You know, yeah, and that cost him a friendship that he has found again, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, him and him and Affleck are back on the same page. It looks like, and they. Uh, he did a he wrote a very touching, uh, you know, Instagram post about how the the reconnection of those Facebook two post. and was it Facebook? Yeah, okay. I guess they're probably linked. Okay, yeah. Uh, and just you know, like the those two those two dudes, Kevin Ben Affleck may not you know have the career that he has now if it isn't for Kevin Smith. I mean, oh, Kevin, absolutely. Kevin Smith put him in some stuff and. I don't think he's, he's, he's not he, going to make a career off of Days to Confuse. I'll tell you that. Not or, everyone, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not everyone might re- know this, but I mean, he's the one responsible for getting Goodwill Hunting yeah. made. Yep. I mean, he's the one that read that script and said, "Hey, make check, it. Check this out." And right. I'll omit some of the other details with who <laughs> and what company, but <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, they omit those too. Yeah, but anyway, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith, as weird as that sounds, I mean, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are huge A-list stars. And yeah. Kevin Smith is responsible. And they're for, both in Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot. Well, and why do you think they're in all his movies? Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, it's not like they hate It's nice I, that they that they have not lost sight of that. Yes. Well, and also, I mean, Kevin Smith almost tanked Ben Affleck's career twice. Well, Geely was Affleck on his own. Yeah. But Jersey Girl, I mean, that didn't uh, help. I know, but I mean, he those are back to back. That's the only reason yeah, I bring those up. Because they're back to back. That back-to-back. makes it worse. And, right? and then here's the thing about Jersey Girl. It's not bad. I know it's you a love very, it. It's a very good movie. I think fathers to yeah. young it's girls. It's a very good movie. You relate to it, right? Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sort of. I mean, my wife didn't die, and I didn't well, lose my job <laughs> because I didn't back Will Smith, but it's neither here nor there. Yes, only hyper-specific <laughs> situations are relatable to that movie. You have to check all those boxes. Or... <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. That's a cool little thing. that. Uh, so go read that post. It's very touching. I'm excited to see Affleck back in it because that's been the big thing is Affleck has not been in any of Kevin Smith's movies for a while since, now uh, since he got so big. Well, he did Dogma, and then he came back and did Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It. But all that other stuff since then he hasn't been in. Uh, oh, I guess Jersey Girl is after Jay and Bob. Oh, is it? I okay. Think so, well, yeah. then maybe there is a reason. Yeah. But <laughs> but if we haven't seen him, and uh, Kevin Smith lives in Affleck's old house. He sold it to him, and uh, you know, so they had a really good connection there. And uh, they just lost touch when Affleck became a huge megastar, and yeah. he hadn't talked to him. in Well, years he also and... kind of ran his mouth online. He said some stuff online that gave some stuff away, and Affleck was not happy yeah. about it. He's so, a talker. I mean, That's why yeah. Kevin Smith sells out. I mean, he he. You know, but it's just cool to see him back because the the Jane Silent Bob movie was so successful because he brought in all these different characters from the right. you know Ask universe. Holden McNeil and, and to have him back is Holden yeah. and all the others. It's going to be fun. He was in Clerks too, though, wasn't he? No. no. Oh, he is in Clerks. It's a cameo. Yeah, oh, it's a very brief oh, okay. cameo. But he does there, pop up. Yeah, it's when uh, Dante and. Right, Rosario Dawson, I think, are making out on the counter. Okay. And he, oh no, it's Dante and Jen Schwalbach. They're making out on the counter, and he was like, "That's gross." 
Like that's unsafe. He's like a customer. He's like, oh, that's very, just, okay, that's very yeah. unsanitary and walks out. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's good news. Uh, they dropped the trailer for Maverick for Top Gun 2. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't want Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, they, take my breath away. Yeah. It's funny. Like somebody did post a picture of Kelly McGillis circa 2019 and they're like, yeah. huh, I wonder why she's not in this movie. Well, there's a reason. Which is, I'm not. She is. Yep. Time is not. Time has not been good to Kelly McGillis. Oh. Uh, circa 2019. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they did that one. They dropped. Uh, there was another trailer. Cats? Holy shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, you want. Yeah, talk about memory. There's one that you'd what? like to wipe clear. What is that? I've never seen a movie that the entire world wants to hate watch more than cats this movie that movie that movie's gonna make a billion dollars because <laughs> everyone has committed to going to see it in the theater so they can talk about it and be a part of it i i, I yeah Kevin i get circa 2019 yeah yeah and i'm not trying to be mean no but i mean but she's it wouldn't work probably a 60 65 year old you, lady it's and like, she, it's it, like putting kilmer in the movie you can't do that now yeah like he is, he's, gonna, he's gonna be in the movie not in maverick yeah he is yeah have you seen him well, I mean, he's in Jay and Bob. Have, I'm serious. Like, go to his, follow his Instagram because he he must have had cancer. Well, he had he, medical issues. That's yeah, why he. he have, that's why I don't know if it's cancer specifically, oh, but man. yeah, yeah, he has a. Remember when he, he has a tube in his throat? Remember when he yeah. had that? They dubbed his voice. Right, <laughs> and we were all like, "What? That's not yeah. Val Kilmer." I've yeah. been watching Val Kilmer since I was a kid. Right. That's not his voice. But it's because he had throat cancer. Yeah. So that I mean, he's definitely. I mean, I just hope he gets to. He is in Jay and Bob. Yeah, he's blunt man. Blunt man. Yeah, and Supergirls chronic yeah i just hope yeah i hope that he get i mean he's a great actor and he's been in so many iconic films and i just hope that i mean i hope he can get to a spot where he's comfortable and and you know he's been doing a lot of like cons lately and um gay perry is yeah his, is oh his, yeah is his best that's great i love gay perry well so, i guess he's not real genius is his best role i mean doc holiday real genius all right i, I stand always by love my. doc holiday <laughs> chris, i mean chris knight like all i right. stand by that's fair. real genius i yeah. think doc holiday is my favorite though. doc, doc I mean, holiday followed by batman yeah and I and I I and, and that's good. That's a good movie. And I love uh, I I I love uh, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, but, so right. But uh, but Real Genius. Fair enough. You also got to remember when a movie like Real Genius came out, right? Like you were eating that up. They didn't have movies like that. Oh like, sure. Now you live sure. in a movie in a world where every weekend there's a movie for nerds. Right. 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 And this isn't even just a movie for nerds. This is a movie that. That glorifies nerds. Sure. And it doesn't glorify nerds in like a revenge of the nerds way where like, I don't know, like we they got to take out their their anger by like raping people. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I, you can't really go to revenge of the nerds because right. he does rape somebody in that movie. Right. And it's OK. Yes. Yeah. But he rapes her in a funny way. Sure. Oh, so <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Mm, but um, you go to jail for that. Uh, yeah. She she liked it. So <laughs> retroactively, it was OK as the kind of the rule. What? That's the 80s rule. I feel like that if they ever re-release that, they're like, we got to take that out. I mean, they can't. I, I don't even know how a, they I could. Guess it's, I guess it is a plot point. I mean, it's a major. It resolves a major yeah, piece of true. the story. That's true. I, yeah. Yikes. Well, yeah. Then they're not re-releasing it then because uh, I don't. Th- I feel like somebody did did like a 25th anniversary edition I'm of sure it. They did. Or, I mean, yeah. it's still it's a very it was a very popular film, but Yikes. yeah, but different world. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to say with Kelly McGillis, like I like I'm not even trying to be mean. It's just. She aged like a normal person, not like Tom to Cruise. It. And I think putting <laughs> putting her side by side with Tom Cruise would remind you 
how old he really is, <laughs> right? It's you well, know, that's true. You should do a side by side of Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise, right? Circa nineteen eighty seven, and all of a sudden she he she's going to make him look like the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So then they released. Uh, they announced that there's going to be three new DC animated flicks. They're going to do Superman Red Sun, which is based on the mm. Mark Miller uh, Dave Johnson comic. They're going to do Superman Man of Tomorrow, which is a uh, brand new film that's going to feature Superman in his early days. And then they're going to do Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is based off of a uh, Jeff Johns Justice League comic. Okay. I uh, mean, I've seen one Justice League Dark and... That movie's not bad. Really? I didn't think I that was that it. good. Yeah, it was fine. Oh, I thought we didn't like that one. Though. No, I had Swamp Thing and John Constantine. Like, I was constant. That's Constantine, oh. not Constantine. Um, do you need to change your pants before we keep... I love that. Those I two are my favorites. Uh, so, they, and they did a little info with the Russo brothers where they said, you know, they gave some some tidbits about things they wanted to do in Endgame and didn't do. Yeah. Where 20, uh, 2023 Thanos goes back to 2024 and decapitates <laughs> Captain America and brings it back to 2023 and shows him. <laughs> like, And they were just like, yeah, they would cut that part out. Uh, Doctor Strange was going to transport Thanos to the Living Tribunal, which was like a big cosmic mm. thing that they couldn't do. Uh, and they said that the hardest character that Marvel Studios didn't know what to do with was Thor because they didn't know where his story was going to go. Yeah. And now here we are at Thor 4. <laughs> you know, I still Asgard wonder where it's going to go. It's, we don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, what else was there? There was the, oh, that Brandon Routh is returning as Superman in the Crisis of Infinite Earths yeah, and the uh, multiverse. crossover. That'll be, which that, is I mean, kind of fun. Ever since they cast him as the Atom in the CW stuff, I'm like, it's DC. He's yeah. there. Like, and they can, brought, we, can they, we use this somehow? They, they brought in John Wesley Ship. They yeah. brought in Helen Slater. Right. They brought in Dean Cain. They I think brought that, in all of these people. I mean, what a great opportunity. They're in the multiverse now. They're doing all that stuff. And it's like, you've got Brandon Routh. Put him in that suit. Yeah. Because he was a good Superman. It's he, not his he fault. Wasn't the movie. His fault. It's not, you know, Singer screwed it up. Yeah. But he was a good Superman. He had the look. Right. I mean, he was charismatic. He does, and they also drop an, like a little thing in the last crossover where when Kara shows up and Ray Palmer looks at her, he's like, man, that's so weird. She looks just like my cousin. <laughs> so, like, it's a very interesting, that's, you know, like it's cool. a very cute little thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything um, that DC hasn't gone on or Warners and Marvel haven't gone on yet that's going to come on later today. Yeah. I mean, you can look it all up, up online. Those are definitely some of the highlights, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. The Eisers were announced. So if you're a comic nerd, go check out which uh, I think Mitch Garrods and Tom King won for Mr. Miracle, which is fun. Like, if you haven't picked that up, I cannot recommend that enough. It's an amazing, uh, amazing little book. Uh, yeah. But it's Comic Con and, you know, movies and comics and galore. There's all kinds of good stuff out there. But I oh, guess yeah. we should talk about. 1994's Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> so the box office stuff came out for just Friday and Saturday. So we're recording this early. We don't even have estimates for the entire weekend. But these numbers look like estimates for the entire weekend yeah. for for you know movies wish they could get these kind of numbers. Uh, so far, uh, it it opened up higher than any other Disney live action remake. Uh, it brought, I mean. Friday, or I'm sorry, Thursday night previews were 23 million, which beats Beauty and the Beast that only had 16.3 million. And you remember how big of a movie that was. Uh, and then they put Incredibles 2 on there, which I know a little bit different genre, but Incredibles 2 at 18.5 million. And that had a lot of hype around it. So it opened to 23 million on previews. The Friday numbers, um, the Friday numbers, I don't think they tie that in unless that was Friday as well. Normally those are separate. Oh, you know what? That's right. So sorry. Saturday is for Friday. You're right. Okay. So on Friday, Friday alone, 78.5 million domestic. That's insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that it's 
uh, estimated to make $190 million this weekend. Yeah, domestically. Now, overseas so far, just with Thursday night previews and Friday, um, you're looking at $270 million Good Lord. up to Saturday. So in those estimates could even be light. I mean, so we predicted that this movie would make all the money in the world. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but it is the highest grossing hand-drawn animated film of all time with almost a billion dollars unadjusted for inflation. Right. It made almost a billion dollars worldwide in 1994. The next highest movie, if I remember correctly, um, th- it's number eight of all animated films unadjusted. The seven above it are all CG. And the next most recent one was made 19 years after the Lion King. Do you know what it was? So, Out of curiosity? Um, no, I can click okay. through and try to find it. But uh, but it took 19 years to unseat the Lion King, and that's not even adjusted. So, I mean, the movie was a phenomenon. Uh, you know, if you were around to remember it, it made all the money. Uh, it sold 55 million VHSs. It's the highest selling VHS. Of Those all things time. were $99 a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Not I mean, by this point. No, they were. So, but yeah, I think the average was $10. I think it was 10 bucks or something or For 10 what? to 15 average. Like when V. I, like no, that no would have been. Dude. It would have either been 14.99 or 19.99. Yeah, yeah. They didn't normally. No, I just mean when I was looking at the numbers, I mean, when it was all said and done, I think it averaged to like 10 to $15. So some were 30, some were 10 on sale at the end or whatever. But yeah, I I don't ever remember seeing a A list Disney movie for 10 bucks new on on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. And that may, you know, I looked up a bunch of numbers that may have been the DVD numbers. It's possible that it was like $10 average on DVD because it is uh, also in the top 10 uh, highest selling DVDs of all time when it was finally released on that. So the point so. When did DVD become a th- like ninety eight? Okay, like, yeah. so you've got what like three years of V eight of solely VHS f- of this thing. Be- so like, yeah. you think it came out ninety five. It made all its money in VHS, and then DVD hit, and people had to <laughs> well, go buy it again. Right. Five years later, so yeah. Disney held on to that for five years that it was still raking in the VHS money as they do. You know, or they used to be a lot worse about staggering it. But they're like, yeah, let's get all the VHSs. You have to own it, I and now you got twenty four ninety nine. What's that? I think VHS. that was probably a suggested oh, probably, retail, yeah. but it would go in on the clam, sale in the clamshell. And the clamshell is probably twenty four ninety nine, and you could get probably pick it up for eighteen or nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that makes sense. But that that was kind of where those kind of things typically live. Yeah, and then the direct video stuff would be like a the notch. fourteen fifteen. Yeah, it would be yeah. a notch below that. Yeah. So the point is, this movie always has made all the money in the world when it was released previously the original animated one so we all expected big numbers it's definitely delivering on that um but if you're wondering why we're almost 30 minutes into this podcast and haven't talked about the plot of the film yet you may have already heard from the online reviews <laughs> but it's the same movie there's no the facelift almost shot for shot yep. the the like the uh, the only thing they added was a giant ball of poop yep which was a weird option, which is a weird choice. Like, I liked it, but it was also like, <laughs> well, this is a weird thing. A ball of, poop. of all yeah. the things that they could uh, add. Right. What if we threw in a big giant ball of poop? <laughs> right. It's so, hey, uh, I'm a Disney executive and I'm looking like there's uh, not a not a lot of change here. Hang on. Yeah. Hear me out. Favreau's in a meeting. <laughs> giant ball of poop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Done. Let's do it. Kids love giant balls of poop. But here's the thing. Can you change anything from this movie? You know, I when I was well, so, when I was reviewing this on the radio, somebody I was expressing that I'm like, like this is a stunning movie to look at. Sure. Its source material is solid. So, like, while my review is kind of meh, like 
if you want to go see this movie, you're going to like it. Right. Right? Like, it's the songs are good. The performances are good. It's it's stunning to look at. But, like, it's such a repeat that, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know when to pee. You That's know? true, yeah. And, uh, and somebody was like, well, you can't change the Lion King. And I was like, I, like, I don't think you understand <laughs> just exactly how unchanged we're talking right you know like i'm like this like i'm not saying that they should have completely reinvented the, the film sure but like if you look at some of the other like jungle like, book's a different movie jungle book is like it takes kind of the core but but you don't need to change it as much as that because honestly jungle king isn't as good as lion king or jungle book jungle, isn't king. As, jungle book isn't as good <laughs> it's as a, the, it's a completely different movie right <laughs> jungle book isn't as good as the lion king, i agree right yeah. so it's like i feel like you have more latitude with which to play because nobody's nobody or at least no normal person <laughs> is a jungle book purist sure right and if you are the movie isn't for you anyway right You're, but like cinderella is i think a good a example of wh- is the the world in which you can live in terms of making tweaks to a they movie like this they took the framework of cinderella i felt like cinderella was pretty faithful but they made these adjustments yeah. that update it in a way that didn't undermine or devalue the original sure. and i feel like lion king could have done that and instead they just i mean there are large swaths of this film that are just not not i mean they are the camera angles the yep. same yep. like it is, it is, it is Gus Van Sant's psycho right it's the closest thing we've seen since that now I'll tell you I mean you're you're hitting the nail on the head that's exactly the problem they have but the issue the larger issue that Favreau was faced with I think he was scared to make too many changes right. because it really is a damned if you do damned if you don't yeah this those other movies like you said aren't as beloved there's tons of great Disney movies. I mean, they're all beloved by a lot of people out there, but The Lion King being the highest grossing movie on home video of all time and the highest grossing, you know, hand-drawn animation, like, it is to a level to where it has so much love and was actually a cultural phenomenon as opposed to just like, hey, this is early Disney and there's nothing else to see and this is magical and great. Right. But like Lion King was at a time where, you know, you did have more choices, but people showed up in droves and they've been watching it ever since. So, and- I guess the question is, if you know, you think that Favreau at this point had earned enough clout to be like, "Look, I get what you want me to do here. Can I tweak it here? Can I change it here?" So, do you th- like? Do you think this is another another Disney studio meddling? They're like, just remake it. I, I or think, do you think Favreau said, "I'm just going to remake. I'm just going to do it." I think I think at this point Favreau can kind of do what he wants. He I could have if he wanted. Like if yeah. he wanted to go in and lobby for some tweaks, he I think he probably could have got them. So I I think. That this is is probably pretty close to what Favreau wanted to do. Okay, I think he was scared to. Yeah. I mean, he was in charge of it, and they. I mean, we he's proven himself with Lion King, or I'm sorry, the Jungle Book, which is you know a similar thing with the CG animals and all that, and with Disney properties, we know his Marvel pedigree. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know he had the job, and he's a great director. But uh, when it comes to the changes, again, I mean, if you changed it too much, I mean, and now to be fair, it's the critics that are. Yeah. Panning this movie, of course. It, Fan, it, which I mean, is where as, it's always going to be. But sometimes they line up, and sometimes it's flipped the other way. But just so that we're all clear, it's the critics, which are a very minority of people. You know, I mean, there's way more, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions, of fans of The Lion King as opposed to the handful of thousands of critics. So, um, people are loving this movie, and I think they're loving it because of the reasons that we are right. saying it fails. They want a shot-for-shot shot remake. They want to see the story that they love and know 
but with this facelift because they love CG and they love, you know, new animation and everything. So these reasons we're talking about when we're criticizing, it's like, I think that he, I think he made the right decision from a financial standpoint, because if he screwed it up, if all the new stuff and the changes that he got rid of were people's favorite parts right. and they'd be mad about it. Right. So as a business, I think he did the right thing and Disney did the right thing. Now for creativity, for art, I mean, again, look at how critics panned psycho remake. It's like, you're just going to get people asking from a critical. You it's know, because you could see NH's butthole, <laughs> but it's like, what's the point? That's what all the critics are asking. What is the point? What are you bringing? And so I reviewed this movie actually, cause Brad was out of town and I went to the screening. So I wrote the review on review STL and I went through and I think you I was slumming. Pretty, what's that? So are you slumming right now? We're having to write reviews again. Oh, movies. I don't instead mind of sending Brad. Or I don't <laughs> mind. It's just more work to do, but I don't mind. So, but I, you know, I think I was fair, but, and I'm not the kind of person that ever is just like, what's the point? I love, I love the idea of remakes and putting a spin on stuff. Like I'm open-minded about this stuff, but after seeing it, this is the closest I think I've ever been to being just like, what's the point? Like, right. because the, the graphics, the the visual updates, which are incredible. Yeah, I've never seen more stunning it's, computer it's animation. It's, it's, it's in my like life. The, it's like they film. It's like those Disney nature. It's movies. like a Disney. I, and I said that on the radio. Like it, this is like a Disney nature movie, except they talk and sing. Right. But some people are saying throwing around words like uncanny valley, and maybe when they're talking, that's the only part. You know, because that's, I, I think I feel like their their faces couldn't express emotions very. And I well. wonder if, but that, that's not uncanny. That but just means no, that they look the like ca- the cats trailer is the uncanny. Yeah, yeah. that's the uncanny. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I don't know that there's another. I just think there's not another. There's not another phrase to describe it. But that it's like because the because the animals can't. There isn't a way to make a realistic animal express emotion with facial features. Sure. When you're hearing like because I I and some parts of the movies had trouble telling which animal was talking mm-hmm. yeah because like it it wasn't obvious based on movement sometimes right, right. and so but there's not another we don't have another word for it and, and so i think it people true. are leaning on uncanny Valley. when you're looking at you know the scene the the mufasa death scene where uh in the cartoon they're able to move his eyebrows right. or snarl or do all kinds of stuff and when he lets go his his Obviously, his mouth is going to move in a way that a, an actual lion's mouth will not. Right, and I do think like you lose that in hey, the, he, in the scene in this one. Right, he can't sneer. He can't or, do anything. Yeah. Neither him, neither Scar, nor Mufasa no, can have. Right. Th- that's the number one detriment to this movie. The number one is that the animals can't emote. Because right. when, when Mufasa dies, I think the one that you didn't mention, which is the most important, is Simba. That kid is acting his ass off. Which kid? And- JTT. No, the new one. I'm not oh, being critical oh, oh. of the original. The original is near perfect. But my, all my criticisms are with the emoting of these lions. The kid, the new kid that's acting his ass off, you're looking at him and his face looks the same as when he was singing, I just can't wait to be king. Right, right. He can't, they, these animals cannot change their emotes. I mean, I wish they could have at least just wrinkled their forehead a little bit, like, you know, to give them some right. kind of eyebrow effect. They went the the route of like, yeah, these animals look super realistic. And of course, they don't do this facial stuff in real life. But you lost the the magic. I mean, before this podcast, Katie and I were watching Lion King. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched Just Can't Wait to Be King and some of the other musical numbers. And when you look at these lions, aside from the color and the you know Busby Berkeley looking scene with hippos and stuff, which is all amazing in the animation, but aside from all that fun stuff, looking at the lions, right. I mean Simba is smiling. Well, he's also he's, he's bouncing like when he walks. There's like yeah. a bounce in his step right. that a, a lion's an actual lion's cub just 
probably wouldn't have. Right. You a know? little bit, but I mean, they, I mean, if you look at that animation, I mean, they studied real lions. I mean, when they move and everything, it actually is pretty realistic. Right. But it's more the, when he's sad and when he's, you know, because but it's Mufasa easier dies. to take liberties to express those things. In a cartoon. Like you can still be, you know, realistic with movement, but sure. then adjust in a way that you can't, like if you had a realistic lion doing that, I, I, I think that people would be complaining about that too. Like yeah, that's was, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the way that is though. Like Favreau's be, is stuck between right. the eight ball. That's the problem is yeah. you couldn't please people, and so it's it to make it hyper realistic, you lose all that stuff. And he may have valid reasons, but then that just brings us full circle back to our point. Well, then why make it if you're going to limit the story and <laughs> the fun? Of that box <laughs> right, yeah. right. But uh, from, I'm yeah. sorry, were you not listening when we said 190 million dollars domestic? <laughs> totally. It, it, but but from a critical person, right. I mean, you're not going to win over the critics who are looking at his art and a lot of these people love the lion king as most everyone in the world does and so again we're making all these excuses and like well this well then except you can't. for hyenas not happy they don't like the lion king no. not the yeah. no not at all they did not come out looking good at <laughs> no, all they don't so i think i think it's, it's it's a shame because favreau is such a good director and again this is all critical it's making him all the money in the world i think it's a shame because he's a great director and the lion king's a great story with great mm-hmm. songs but the and i i will say that i also think favreau set out to do ex- did exactly what he set out to do totally totally i just yeah like i just i enjoyed his kind of reinterpretation of jungle book uh huh and that's the other thing. People were like, you wouldn't want to change anything. You could never change the Lion King. Everyone would hate that. Broad <laughs> Broadway? The, the yeah. Big changes. You know, like, like I yeah, so I think I have uh, solid proof that you're effing wrong. Yeah. Like, you can make major changes to the Lion King, and people will love did, it. How much, I never saw the live-action Beauty and the Beast. So did they change that? No, the live action be- little beauty. bit Bell's backstory with Wait, like I, her- I thought you were talking about stage stuff. No, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, the, oh, sorry. The, the, the live at the movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean they, they expand added, on it. They, they added do... backstory, but beyond that, it's yeah. it's a pretty fake. But they but there is some addition. It's they close, added but there's ex- yeah. there's expanded, and yeah. much like Cinderella, it's closer than Cinderella was. But I yeah. st- Beauty and the Beast still has enough additional stuff to where I think it was interesting to explore. Belle, Belle is a, kind of an inventor, like her father. She okay. actually fixes things that he can't figure out. She doesn't like, doesn't keep her nose in a book. No, it's they they give her the more of the like inventor. You know, she's really they, smart. They dial down the Stockholm syndrome. Some <laughs> yeah. Good. So yeah. I mean, with this movie though, and and again, the reason why we're not going beat by beat with the plot is because you've seen it, you know it. So I think it makes more sense for us to talk about the things. I mean, the number one reason you want to see this movie, and if you're if you want to, you're going to anyway. But the number one reason to see it is the beautiful computer animation. Oh man, there's no it's live unbel- action. It's unbelievable. It's photorealistic, like we said uh earlier i mentioned the uncanny valley which if you don't know it's when computer effects look really realistic but your brain's like but that just doesn't look right right the the weight of it the look of it it's really really good but it doesn't work right i guess cats is in the uncanny valley cats is just like what are you doing i mean it's pretty uncanny that doesn't make any sense (laughs) but you know this movie is beautiful and i saw it a second time today you know so i just got back from seeing it again and you cannot deny that these photorealistic computer effects are amazing but that doesn't mean that photorealism is the did way you to en- tell this did you, story. So once you after you now that you've seen it twice, oh, I hated it more the second time. Did you really? Yeah, hated. What's that? Hated. Well, I I liked it less the second time. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't okay. hate it because you if you like the original, it's hard to hate right, an that's exact what, copy. That's I why know. I was asking because I'm like I like like I, yeah, I, I like I, yeah. my take is more kind of 
Eh? I was That's more I was more I mad it, the yeah. second time. Okay. I didn't go back knowing what happened and then I go, oh, okay, it's a little better. I wasn't better. saying you were wrong. Yeah, I was yeah, just no. curious <laughs> if you meant the word hated. That's, no, yeah. I, I that's a little strong, but I was more frustrated the second time around because I'll tell you what, this movie takes everything you love about the original and makes it worse. Can I tell you that I think the voice acting was worse? It also, it's all worse. Like, with the exception of Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, who I thought were the MVPs oh, of this movie, they they, they the absolutely movie. were. And like, and and they're not better. No, but they're an example of you get a different. Like it's they're the closest to a different yeah. take. Yes. Yes. That works. They, the most changes in the movie. The were most them? changes yeah. were Timon yeah. and Pumbaa, and they and they were they're uh, great. They were great. The jokes they were updated <laughs> when yeah. he does the Seth Rogen laugh, and I was like, "Yeah, it's that's great. Pumbaa. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, like, let's do it." Yeah, they're the best part, hands down. But the the thing, okay. So when you go to these Disney musicals, so starting with the Little Mermaid, when Disney musicals became Broadway musicals, when did animated, that start? Eighty nine. So that the same year that they released the Little Mermaid in theaters. They released the Little Mermaid music. No, no, no. 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 When he's he's saying metaphorically, I'm sorry that yeah, sorry. the Disney movies really be, started using. I see. What, I thought okay, kind of a Broadway model yes, template yes, yes. They, for how they were structuring. Yeah, I see what you're exactly. I thought I thought you meant like the yeah. Broadway version of this movie. Yeah. So Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, yes. uh, were responsible for Little Shop of Horrors, right. The musical, yes. And so they brought them in to do the Little Mermaid, the music and lyrics for Little Mermaid, and so they structured it like a musical. And Disney, even though it had great animation and it had songs, they weren't structured like musicals, right? You know, where with the I Want song and you know the Poor Unfortunate Souls and explaining the plot with the you know it, it mm-hmm. they're musicals. So the point is is. Now, God, what the hell was I saying? Well, well, (laughs) I I think. (laughs) Hold on. What what the? Oh, wait. Okay. So starting with 89 with The Little Mermaid, they became known for their musicals. And so Lion King is one of the best of that Disney renaissance. And so one of the most important elements is the music and the songs. And so the originals are so good that once again, when you translate these to this quote unquote live action. And now you're doing cover songs. Well, kind of, but because it's weighted in the real world, because it looks so photorealistic, you lose the magic of the right. music, which oh, is what that makes, makes that movie. That makes sense. And so the thing that really made me frustrated was on the second viewing, I noticed even more how flat every musical number was. Yeah. So, and then after the second viewing, I went and watched the animated. I'm, I'll use Just Can't Wait to Be King again. They're dancing on top of giraffes and hippos and Busby Berkeley with all the animals. And he's got the red mane around him with leaves. It's so colorful and it's so fun. It is so much fun. And the music, you feel the music. And then watching this in theaters... I like could have taken a nap during it. It's just yeah. they're walking around, right. sometimes sprinting around. They're not on animals' backs. No animals are dancing. It's lions just walking and running around singing with this uncanny mouth movement. And what's fun about that? They yeah. So it may be the same song with the same lyrics. I do prefer the original arrangements. But it's pretty close to the same song, but you lost everything that made that scene magical by making them be realistic lions. Did Elton John only do The Lion King? Or did he... I don't think he's done any other Disney movies. So that. who? Oh, it was Phil Collins. Phil he Collins was Tarzan, came in and did Tarzan and, and something else after Tarzan, right? Um, uh, Billy Joel was Oliver and Company, which okay. was uh, but that's, he didn't write anything though, right? He you don't think so? Singing? I thought, or did he just perform? I, okay. think I thought he, he was. Just, I thought he wrote that main song that he sings. Maybe he wrote that because that was, that is kind of his. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like he did, but Phil Collins was Tarzan. But I felt like Phil Collins, like so they so for for. Uh, 
a brief moment they were hiring like we've we've talked about obviously on rocket man like elton john in 1994 mm-hmm. was the king yeah like no pun intended so, like that dude was on top of the world and then they break so they, they were bringing some, in some people might n- not know how all that broke down so elton john did the music yeah tim rice did the lyrics right han zimmer did the score yeah like those, so, those are some serious yeah, some people even confused. even today yeah it, those those three names sure are heavyweights super I heavyweights i don't Just real quick yeah. billy joel did not write did anything. any of it oh, oh okay. okay yeah all right that the song you're thinking of was written by uh, Dan Hartman and Charlie Midnight. Oh, okay, the main like, why do I worry? Yeah, or whatever that, that, that okay. Dan, song, yeah. No, Dan, Dan Hartman was writing stuff for Oliver and Company. Who knew? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think. I mean, I don't know. How did you guys feel when you watched those musical numbers? Were you moved I, by them? I felt. I was like, I felt. I the felt energy like sucked out of the auditorium. Everything. Everything that made. And I like. Don't get me wrong. The original one is is amazing, but yeah. it just those those movies aren't my thing. Gotcha. You know, you don't have the. Lo- same I do not have. As, yeah. You know, uh, but but you still could recognize absolutely okay. that this voice cast. There's something missing. It's a great voice cast. Name wise, I mean, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> voice cast. But I also feel, and, and Katie agreed. Um, I don't know how you felt, Tom, with this, but the some of the voices, as great of actors as they are, didn't match the lions. Like I just don't feel like the sometimes, end product was as. I think sometimes when you cast names. It's hard not to hear the name. True. Yeah. You know, so it, it can be hard just not to be like, that's Donald Glover talking. Uh, so that was the only one that didn't bother me. Yeah. I thought, he's great. I thought that. I love Donald Glover. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I thought because that he's like, so great. It's just, yeah. I thought that not? his, yeah. his, his Simba reminded me the most of Matthew Broderick yeah. without being Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And I wasn't even necessarily singling him out. I just mean that like, but I'm. Those but three. I, but like the, yeah. the James Earl Jones stuff. And I was like. Man, like why? Well, it's the same reason why when you hear Kevin Conroy now, it is. It really, like, it's but, just. But why not? If it, why not just you have his audio track? They just just re just reuse it. They just. I mean, if they're making if a you new don't thing, wa- but if you don't want to, if you don't, and you can't put somebody else's Mufasa, can't. Yeah. Like it's just you know, it's like, like who casting, else has that while he's still well, around? The thing is, I like, mean, be, who else yeah. are you going to cast as JJ? Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're not going to do there's nobody better. I just think I just they they're not going to recycle an actor's audio from an older thing when he's still alive and willing to do it. Like, I got to tell you, if they had the option, they would have done that for the genie. I guarantee you. I don't know. I guarantee you. It's such a different take. And I mean, look how it's working out for him. I mean, that's I true. Mean, yeah, I, that's true. I just I don't know. But the voice cast again it's a huge that's an interesting question if robin williams was still alive would they would, would they have cast will would smith? they have cast will smith or oh would no 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 if he were alive but he's also alive at 65 right like yeah but you and i both know that robin williams at 65 is the exact same guy but like that from could, robin williams but that at could also look kind of sad uh, oh, I would agree. I think I think he'd be way more CG. Like Will Smith sure. has that, like that hybrid effect. That, I think oh, it oh. would be CG. That, Rob Williams. That certainly. might be how they get around. That, it. They do yeah. more of a mocap thing. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't think about a 65 year old Rob Williams on screen. I'm thinking right. voice and CG. That's but, what I was. I'm. I'm with. Yeah. You. So the cast is is stellar. I mean, but here's the problem, and I it's the same thing that you have going on with the animated film. The older characters who are the ones that you're looking to for the voices uh, donald glover beyonce you know they do great here but there's not a lot going on right the the young simba the young nala um the young nala is the actress from us the daughter from us oh is it yeah oh interesting okay Okay. um but 
the they do a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. You know, Simba has to deal with the death of Mufasa. They have to sing that Just Can't Wait to Be King, which is one of the hugest songs, and, and deal with, um, you know, dealing with the hyenas and learning the lessons from Mufasa. So was that, and, did he, did he do two of them? Keegan, Michael Key. Yeah. He did. Did he do just no, the no. one? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Is it Eric Andre is the other one? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. And they don't have the, the special needs one. No, so then okay, so <laughs> <Cut> that one <laughs> out. So Ed, okay, so um, Shenzi was originally played by Whoopi Goldberg. Correct. Shenzi is in this movie, but she become but in this one she's definitely more of like the tribe leader. Yeah. So the differences, the the very few differences they made. So they replaced uh, Ed Bonsai and Ed. I yeah. think are the two yeah. hyenas who were Cheech and Jim Cummings, who voices right. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and a lot of right, the Disney right, right. voices. Uh, they replaced those two with, with Keegan Michael Key and and Eric, Eric Andre. Andre. And the running gag in this one is all about personal space, which I thought got very tired quickly. I liked a it couple it, times. I liked it initially in the beginning. Yeah, but the whole running gag <laughs> is that Eric Andre gets too close to Keegan Michael right. Key. I don't know, like just, that worked for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I because like they only do it like twice. Oh, they really only I, do, they only make they, reference to they it. They do twice. it a few more times than twice. Trust but me, because I, I, I just like saw it. Again. Yeah. Oh, but okay. but and you know I didn't find it as fun as the original, but whatever. So so they replaced those two characters, but you still have a couple of goofy hyenas and a right. leader one, and, right. and you know Shenzi's given more to do here. But the other difference, what was the other difference? The poop ball. <laughs> the poop ball. Is, yeah. Um, what a, the, <laughs> giant ball of poop, giant which was uh, just a little uh, inside baseball. Yeah. Was almost the name of this podcast. <laughs> so if, you, <laughs> if we dodge that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're wondering why this movie is one hour and 58 minutes, but we're telling you, hey, there's only a couple changes. It's just everything it's, was stretched well, out. There's, yes. there's six minutes of poop ball. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, and you're not kidding. And that sounds light. I mean, <laughs> no, they, it, was, it was a hefty ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he was a little For constipated. A, that's yeah. fair. So it took a minute. <laughs> yeah. it took a second I to work it out. I also find it funny that they're just like, I feel like they had to do research. Yeah. They're like, uh, how does a giraffe poop? Like, what does it look like? They're like, I'm sure the people in the production department are like, why? You know, there's like three guys at Disney <laughs> that are like, honey, I have to go out of town. <laughs> what are you doing? Flying to Africa to look at poop. Uh, I well, get like, it right. And she like, goes, here's your divorce papers, you right. cheater. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> why can't you just... Why can't you just go to Animal Kingdom? Like, nope, I gotta, I gotta, be, I, I gotta be hands on. Africa to look at poop. Yeah, gotta but, be hands on. But the reason why it's over a half hour longer than the original movie is because everything's stretched out. So you know, Circle of Life opening number, shot for shot, and it looks gorgeous. Sure. Yeah. But after that, in the cartoon, you cut to a little mouse, and he scurries around for one second, and then Scar catches him. Right. In this movie, you follow a mouse on his like life journey. <laughs> yeah. And then Scar catches him. The poop ball thing, which, I mean, it was a clever idea. Uh, everyone thinks Simba's dead. You all know the story. And after he leaves and Mufasa dies, everyone thinks he's dead. Well, his tuft of fur goes in the water. Well, and in, then... the, well in the original, obviously, he plops down. We see sex written. In SFX. The, yeah. yeah. And then Rafiki, you know, it, he stumbles upon it and he realizes that yes. Simba's alive. So this in is a this clever one... way to have a new, how, how does Rafiki know that Simba's alive? Right. But it goes on forever. And yes. I mean, watching it the second time, and I knew it was going to happen. It was yeah. long the first time. But <laughs> the tuft goes here and there, and these animals, and this one eats it. And well, this we, yeah, say, we, should, it. we should say that, like, same exact same scene, Simba kind of plops down his tuft, kind of like flips through. He doesn't through plop the, down. He's drinking water. Oh, that's and it right. Falls it fall, in falls yeah, in the water. It's, it's, it gets stuck in a tree. A giraffe eats the tuft. And when the giraffe but, eats it, I was like, huh. Well, you th- well, now it, what? it goes, fades to black. Like, that's the end. <laughs> right. But they have to have a time lapse so the draft can go to the bathroom. And then and you then see the a, dung, beetle, a dung beetle yeah. pushing along. Literal. Yeah. A literal ball of poop. And then it breaks apart and the tuft 
does its thing. But the point is, all these extended scenes that made it a half hour longer were unnecessary. Right. They were like, we have this beautiful computer animation. It all looks photorealistic, and that's great. But you made this movie too long. Like, in my theater, the second time that I saw it, I saw it with the critics the first time. When I saw it the second time, I mean, by an hour and a half, hour 20, hour and a half, those kids were getting restless. Because uh, I think yeah. the movie's a bit too long. Yeah. You know? It's also, I mean, we know who this is for. Yeah. Like the target audience is what? Five to No. You think it's younger? Target than audience target, is target audience are the parents. Oh, sure, to sure. 40. The parents yeah. taking their kids yeah. back to saw a this, movie they the, enjoyed they, when they yeah, were kids. The, the nostalgia and factor. You know is, how I can verify that? Because when the kid was screaming and crying and talking and running around for the last 30 minutes of the movie, they would not step foot outside the theater with that <laughs> yeah. kid. You know why? Because they don't want to miss a darn right. minute of yeah. their Lion King movie. Right, so right, let's right. just, you know, so frustrating. I'm like, I will, I will. It's, it's funny how different, you know, we, I bagged on the audience during the crawl movie. This one was great. Like it Good. was a great, they laughed at the right parts. Like there was no, uh, there were a couple uh, like younger kids who like, I don't really think knew what was going on. You know, like you take a, like a three year old to a movie, right? And the kid has no idea what's happening. But I think overall, it was a great audience. So, like, I didn't have that issue where kids yeah. are just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, and it wasn't huge, but I mean, it just hour twenty, hour thirty, I saw more kids getting in the aisle, and their kid and parents had to say sit down and stuff. That's why animated movies not only are they expensive, but kids' attention spans, you know, hour, hour fifteen, right in there. You great. get your kid to We're sit down to for an hour, hour fifteen, but two more hours power to you, two hours though, that's long. Um, but I will say, well, especially when there's twenty five minutes of trailers in front of that yes, two hours. Here's uh, what I will say about that: is Marcus, to their credit, trims it down. They have the, the they sh- figured it out the shortest. Yeah. They do when what they we when, have locally. Yeah, of kid when you go see like a kids quote unquote kids movie, they give you like two, and I won't even call them trailers. I'll give them they teasers. Like those aren't trailers. Okay. And then they're bam, we're off. We're off. I to love the races. Marcus, but you know, when you go to AMC, you get twenty three minutes. I've kind of found yeah. the average, and I know I can show up twenty three minutes later and sit down right when the movie's about to start, or right. twenty minutes. You know, but I will say, once Timon and Pumbaa show up, and especially on the second viewing, I mean, it was just like Snooze City. The story's great and all, the songs we all know and love, but. It the movie just feels I don't know. There's no energy to it. It's lacking yeah. energy. And when they show up, boom! I mean, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, Eichner yeah, are great. Were great casting. And They're it, great together. Like the yeah, the, like I left that wanting to see them in a movie yeah. together. Totally, I want to see Lion totally. King one and a half. <laughs> but, well, I think you're gonna yeah, get it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you're so, gonna get a Lion King one point one point two one point three one point. Yeah. There. Now, <laughs> what's interesting is they recorded their lines together. With Donald Glover, that makes which doesn't happen. Sense. No, in, that's in audio awesome. recording. So they, the three of them, actually got to record together, and which you can is feel very, that. Yeah, and I that's think that's why. Different. I mean, you that's know, when the, well, that's when the energy is uh-huh. in that movie. You, you can know? tell. You can tell they're riffing on stuff. I, all their jokes hit. I mean, they are laugh out loud hilarious. The energy picks up. There's something new. And in that there. was Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella, the guy from Save. Mr. Yes. Corelli from yes. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Zach's boss wasn't he the like the superintendent of the apartment complex in Perfect Strangers? He may have been. He's another Broadway guy. He was doing guys because well, and- they were in Guys and Dolls yeah. together. That's ah, how they ended up in. That in, makes sense. In uh, Lion King is because that Guys and Dolls revol- revival was, was massive. Was a juggernaut. Yeah. Also in Guys and Dolls revival, J.K. Simmons. Oh really? Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. They brought a whole different energy to the movie and it worked the same time the jokes hit again. There is just something about that chemistry and I know that they're the comedic relief. So 
they're by default more entertaining. Right. But there's something fresh about it. Obviously new voices, but the jokes are fresh. They even riff on the old stuff. Like he says fart in this one. Yeah, he's like, are you gonna, are you, I did like that. He's like, are you going to stop me? And they're like, no. Yeah, I mean, the stuff like that where they kind of poke fun and riff on the original. So it's like the stuff's there. You know that that line's coming up, but they change it. Right. Whereas everything else, you didn't have those surprises. So right. they brought that fresh energy to it. And the film really picks up from there. But again, I mean, once now, now Simba's grown up and you got Donald Glover. You have Beyonce as Nala. And they're fine, but, I mean, they just don't have that much to do. You know, uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Irons oh, was man. the original Scar, yeah. and it's hard not to compare that voice. But I think that uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is... Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think he gives the best performance of this film because Scar is the most complex character. He's given the most to do, and to his credit, you know, even if people are going to compare it all day long, but on his own, judging his performance, I mean, I think he was good. It's I just, think he w- I feel like he was almost more menacing because when Jeremy Irons would go up, yeah, like Julia Tell would drop down. It's a darker and it would portrayal. like yeah. So it's a, this is the only wrestling reference you'll get for the day. Oh jeez, Jake the Snake Roberts when he would do promos. Yeah, rather than screaming and yelling and telling you know doing the a nineteen eighties wrestling promo, he would talk at a lower octave. He would talk slower, so the viewer would be like would have to like lean in and be like, "What are you like?" He they would you would be more in yeah entranced in what he was saying. Where I feel like Chewie Tell Yuji for did the same thing here. Yeah. Where it was like a he totally down, dark, but ominous, yes. slow delivery. And I think it worked. So, uh, but you know, the other ones were fine. Uh, you know, I think the vocal performances were good, but none of them changed the characters as much as, you know, Eichner and Rogan. And yeah. hats off to them. I think I, every, every one that talks about this movie online and people I've talked to in person, the thing they take away from it, because there's not much else to say other than pretty movie, same story. The one thing that everyone says is Timon and Pumbaa stole yeah. the show. Yep. And so I would not be surprised if those two get their own, you know, hopefully original movie. Right. And if they can recreate that same magic, obviously they're Put both them in a room very together. funny. It's also, I think Rogan has, Rogan has been doing voices for a long time. Like he's been yeah. doing voice work, you know. Like he did Sausage Party, he did Monsters and Alien, Monsters versus Aliens. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, he's funny and he has, but a... he knows how to like he. He's very funny, but he also knows how to like translate voice acting. Yeah, he knows how to be a voice actor. Yeah. Where I feel like Donald Glover, Beyonce, uh, Chewie Tell, UGA Four, maybe don't. Uh, Alfred Woodard is in this as well as uh, Simba's mom. So like, I don't know if they're just like. There is there is a certain degree of skill you need sure. to be a voice actor. Not do every a, you can't just do. People think you know if you're I'm an just going to read lines. Yeah, but look at the people like Jim Cummings that we mentioned, Frank Kevin Welker, Conroy, Mark Hamill. Yeah, look at the people who have made careers out of voice acting, and a lot of them are actors that have done live action. Um, but some of them have just done voices for the most part, and look, they're in hundreds, if not thousands, of roles, and there's a reason. Right, it, it's got SpongeBob. The guy that was SpongeBob is in all kinds. Like if you look at, oh, his, is he? Yeah, he's in all kinds of stuff. Gotcha. Granted, he's SpongeBob. Yeah, he doesn't have to do all. That's kinds the of one stuff that anymore. I. That's the one that I mainly know. Tom Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. 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 Uh, but voice acting is is tough because you. Hank made, Azaria. Oh yeah. Think think about it. I mean, with voice acting, sure, you're like, yeah, you don't have to be on camera, but with your voice alone, you right. have to. You can't do your facial like a lot of people. Jim Carrey, just throwing that out there. You know, facial features, acting with your face, and making those do, like. I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can't. Has he done voice work? Some, but I mean, I'm not saying he can't. My point is that they get the added benefit of using their facial features. Voice actors have to, through their voice alone, 
emote. That and was a what was that documentary about? Wasn't there a documentary about like voice acting? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But there, there was, like, it was yeah it was the guy from Futurama, Joe. Uh, yes. Yes, he was that's right. The host of it. So, the but like guy. some, I mean, he would say like somebody they were doing an interview with somebody, and like he's like, I would go to conventions and people were like, oh, I can talk just like Marty McFly, and the guy's like, cool, can you sing like Marty McFly? And the guy's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you can do a, you can do three lines and sound right. like Michael yeah. J. Fox. Let me know when you can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star as Michael J. And, Fox singing Twinkle Twinkle and, Little Star. And can you eat? Can you <laughs> talk with a voice or a mouthful of Cheerios right. like the character supposed to be eating cereal and keep the voice? Right. And you know, and it, can you do more than Michael J. Fox? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it? I mean the the real challenge is like recreating a line sound, sounding like a character is is much easier than here's three new pages of dialogue right. that have never been said. How would they say it? Right. Rob Paulson is great mm-hmm. about that. Sure. Rob Paulson's another one. Who He's was, another one that's been around forever. Doing well, he was Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I feel like they're they're those two guys figured out the the acting part of doing a voice acting. Well, and again, I think I mean they've got a background in comedy and improving, right. so it really it was perfect casting and they delivered on it. Um, but you know, the other thing, the other big change, not big change, the other big extension is that ending fight sequence. I mean. It goes on for oh, a while. Oh, you're well, right. The you're big right. fight. I mean, sure, it, sure, sure. It's a battle. Whereas, really, it's just Scar and uh, Simba. Simba. You know, with that confrontation, and, um, and they do the same thing here. But there is the war. They talk about in the beginning of the movie that hyenas and lions have always been at war, and they are natural enemies. Uh, but they actually have a little battle at the end of the movie. And I thought, geez, for small kids, <laughs> this movie's a lot scarier than the original in that regard. Yeah. I mean, they're with the fighting, you know, when they, when they tear, you know, scar apart and yeah. she was insides out. That was intense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought was interesting was I don't remember in the original movie scar saying that Mufasa gave him that scar, but in this one he does. They never he, reference the scar. Yeah. In the original one. Cause I thought the same thing. They I was like, to, they he, he goes, I would never challenge you again. Again. Alluding to the scars from right. Mufasa. So right. I thought that was interesting at least. And, uh, that may be in a book or something, but I don't remember in the movie. Um, but you know, the ending really again goes down the same way, but you get a lot of lion fighting, fighting the hyenas and, uh, I thought the fight scene between Simba and Scar, I mean, they looked like two lions. Oh, yeah. It was going yeah. insanely I well mean, done. Again, for the photorealism and the way animals move and fight in this case, all stellar. Yeah. But it's just like, did I need to see photorealistic lions fighting for next to 10 minutes? I mean, it was cool, but did it further this story? Did I, I did forget how, like, they caught Scar. Like, oh, how, the hyenas? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like, I forgot, like, how Scar got revealed oh. as the as who killed Mufasa yeah. so like when they're doing that I was like man how does how does that happen like I don't remember at all I was like oh yeah because he's a dummy <laughs> and he did the Bond villain thing he yeah sure divulged, he his, his, he divulged his plan at the very end yeah but you know he still delivers I mean most of the lines are all the exact same but he still delivers that iconic I killed Mufasa right and, right and uh, yeah they overhear him saying that he looked into Mufasa's eyes and then Simba's mom says how did you see the look in his eyes if he's after so anyway yeah uh, yeah I mean like I said if you if you were into the if you want to if you're going to do it you're going to do it if you're yeah there's no there's obvious change ob- your mind obviously it's making right all the what did spider-man do this weekend out of curiosity like where is it at just out of curiosity on with friday the, with the mean? other disney yeah uh it looks like it is number two with okay. six million <laughs> oh compared to six s- compared to <laughs> lion king two with, is it six <laughs> yeah. with lion king at 78 on right. friday not weekend not that, saturday that's oh, just friday. Right. yeah just friday. Okay. Just friday but still but it's still gonna be 200 compared to 15 I right mean, it's, right you know. right so the, the thing is like you said joe 
if you're going to see it, you're going to see it. We're not going to change your mind. Now, some people may be listening, wondering, like, is there enough changing? Should I pay 15 or 20 or 50 to take my family to it? I mean, I honestly could it's up not. to you. I, I, if I'm with you. But if you're, on the bo- say... if you're on the fence and you're like, should I pay my hard-earned money to see this movie? Are the updated visuals and pretty much those changes alone worth spending all this money? I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you're wanting to go to the movies and you're looking for something to do, I think you'll leave reasonably entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is it's an amazing technological accomplishment. That it is. I also don't envision ever revisiting in this movie. Nope. That's the thing. Okay, once this movie comes out on Blu-ray, and aside from you know special features, making of, and then also just looking at the breathtaking animation. Besides from the you know wanting to see it again, you're like, yeah, that looks great. If you had the choice of 1994 Lion King or this one, and based on entertainment factor, which one would I like <laughs> to be entertained by? I yeah. just can't imagine choosing the new one. If there was only a way to su- you know superimpose Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen into the animated movie, <laughs> no, the animated <laughs> Although, one's but great. They're, they're great. It's, it's not like they were. It's not like they yeah. were substandard. Oh, sure, it's just a really good take yeah. on uh, on what yeah. was also really good right you know what i mean like right. they took something that was real and i won't say that they improved on it but they much to my amazement did not come did not lessen it either right they, they like, matched at, the energy no, of the original. at no point when they were doing what they did was i like i miss nathan lane right like i was and and not to slight nathan lane but that because i love that too right yeah. but it, it wasn't yeah. Ne- there's well, never know, a moment where, you're, like you said, I miss those two guys. Right. Well, no, because you were like, back. "Thank God for these two. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, even I felt the the first time when I saw it and didn't know what to expect, and I was watching it. I was like, "This feels flat." Every musical number, I'm like, "It's just boring. There's no impact." And when those two show up, it's uh-huh. fun. And then seeing it again, I'm like, "Thank goodness." It's they really do make a difference. Um, you know what this movie reminded me of, and I haven't done it as much recently, but computer- the Lion King. <laughs> well, you know that's what it reminded 1994's me of. 1994's line. But the the way that I took in this movie and the things I appreciated, which were really the graphics of it, you know, when you buy a new graphics card for people that do computer gaming and everything, a lot of times you can download these stress tests. And the whole point of them is to push your system to the limit. And sometimes it's like lighting effects. Sometimes it's characters. Sometimes it's humans. Um, but they stress your new graphics card and shows you how well your computer can perform. And there's some gorgeous looking visuals. But the whole point of it, it's not a game. The whole point of it is just to show off your video card. Oh, sure. This movie is like a two-hour <laughs> graphics yeah, test. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, the only reason to revisit it is to just show yeah. off your flat screen. You know, it's a screensaver. Yeah. It's right. a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, best-looking computer animation <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, style over substance. It's just... It makes me wonder what The Little Mermaid's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's another one that... They've they got to do it underwater. They've so. already well, well, I mean, in in that they've already done Aquaman. Yeah. So it's, the technology is that. But, but I mean, like yeah. it's there. Yeah. It, it's there's a precedent already. Yeah. And Disney will find a way to improve sure. on that. The question is, what do you change, or do you just redo it? Yeah. You know, you've already pissed off all the morons with casting an African American woman as Ariel. You know what I think they should do is they should be true to the original grim fairy tale and have where her, the mermaids have, are killing pirates. Oh, I was like, and, turn her into <laughs> foam at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, they need to go real dark with this one. Then, hey, you didn't like how that lion King was the exact same. <laughs> guess what? Well, I guess that's just the minority. I guess many people did like it. They're right. probably going to be like, Hey, you know that lion King movie where we copied the original. <laughs> We're just going to do that. Never make another change in a yeah. Disney movie. You remember that Cinderella and jungle book crap you tried to well, pull? Well, I mean, nope. Mulan looks 
completely different. Yeah, I was thinking as faithful as this one, the new Little Mermaid's probably like, I hope I got a pay or play deal. (laughs) The only thing I can think of, though, for that, and I'm not saying there aren't, you can point to different examples, especially with African culture, but I feel like Mulan is so culture-driven with a daughter and being married and the the warriors and everything. I think there's so much culture there that the changes are very welcomed when it comes to Mulan. If they make that movie like The Last Samurai, sign me up. I mean, it's getting good buzz as far as the trailer. Oh, People are loving what they see. But you know what I mean? These are animals, right? So right. there's not. it's not like, oh, they do this dance and wear this outfit because it's culturally appropriate. Like, these are lions. They don't right. wear clothes. So, But with Mulan, these are humans, and they do have that culture right, and right. how they dress. And so I think the changes there are welcomed, and people are really digging it. But when it comes to animals, and, you know, those are things that are, they unless we apply human traits to them, you know, yeah, they're animals, and so you're not looking for super hyper realistic animals, or you'd watch Nat Geo, right? You right. want to see or a Disney Doc? Yeah, I wanted to see Simba riding on the back of a giraffe and hippos dancing and stuff. I guess the other question before we wrap this up that I want to ask you guys is, if you can have animals talk and sing, why can't you have them dance? That was the main difference that I think lacked the fun is they didn't dance in this movie. I think I I think that when you have them dance, they're not. You're gonna lose that photorealism. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of yeah. Because I guess they wouldn't move. You right. Know they're not gonna move, move in that Did way. Did Baloo dance? Well, he but, sang in a pool in water, so yeah, it wasn't. But as much. yeah, and I guess King Louis definitely didn't dance. Yeah, but but also those are anim- both of those animals walk upright. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Now, one thing that they did change is uh, in the cartoon, uh, Timon walked around on his hind legs for most of it. Wa- he, yeah. And this one he went on fours because that's how they move. But he did stand up. But they do that in real life, right, too. They right, stand right. up to look around and whatever like you always see, but yeah. they don't walk like that. And so, you know, but that's what they tried to do in a nutshell is they applied all the, the movement traits yeah. to how these animals really move, but you're remaking a movie where the animals dance. And yeah. so I think for me, that was the one big thing where you lost all the fun of the dancing. And this is like we talked about with Little Mermaid. I mean, Lion King was another Broadway musical animated right. and you dance and you sing. And just like, you know, some people, I guess, Joe, you're in this category. People that don't like musicals because they bust into songs and dance. So and it's here's just- the thing is like this is an animated film, right? Yeah, I know. You, those so are the that ones that you would I'm just say. like, yeah, okay. But in like most musicals, if people don't like musicals, they're like, that's weird. They're just busting on a singing and dancing. Yeah. But for people that love musicals, that's why you're there. Right. And I think with The Lion King, you're there for the singing and dancing animals. And by losing that, you lose what made it special. And at the end of the day, I, it's hard for something, and this is what I used in my review, but I think the best way that I was able to sum it up, it's hard for something that looks so lifelike to feel so lifeless. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a very good, very good little tagline. Yeah. So I guess that's probably our outline. Two, two quick things. Okay. Blumhouse is doing two new Halloween movies. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. Yeah. One, one a year. Halloween. 20, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Right. Uh, 2020, 2021. I think if there's anything we know, it's that Halloween doesn't really end. Absolutely yeah. not. Halloween yeah. ends wink, you yeah. mean. Winky I thought I, I did that. That's amazing. Like yeah. the fact that they're doing it uh, 2020 and then next the year yeah. 2021 back to back. Game on Blumhouse. Yeah. Well done. So uh, I guess that's it for this one.
Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can also continue the conversation online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or join the League of Show Sharers. Of course, you can also check us out on Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers where if you want to give us five bucks, we will take it from you gladly. And uh, what else? That's uh, oh, Apple, I, Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. I'm getting ready to leave on vacation. That's <laughs> He's got vacation brain uh, already. That's where my head's at. <laughs> so, uh, so we will be delayed next week, but uh, we will get there. So, when, whenever we circle back around, there is no way we won't at some oh, point. Oh, you better believe it, buddy. Once upon a time in Hollywood. So, just but give us a little little time. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Aslan is Jesus. It's clear from your vacant expression The lights are not all on upstairs But we are talking kings and successions Even you can't be caught unawares I hope prepare for the chance of a lifetime Be prepared for sensational news A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer And where do we feature just 